Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Well, we are going to interview two authors today, Ginny Owens and Andrew Greer, authors of Transcending Mysteries, joining us. Good afternoon, uh, uh, Ginny and Andrew. Hey, Hi. All right, so tell us about Transcending Mysteries, and then let's get into the book. Well, I I think uh, I've been having some conversations with some friends in Nashville that uh, centered around kind of their history with Scripture and with the Church and some toxic uses of Scripture and some kind of manipulative messages that had been um, kind of hovering over them since childhood. and and uh, But they were on this real search for God. Who is God? Uh, where is God? Is there a God? And, and we began to just kind of talk about, um, can we go back to Scriptures? The greatest written revelation to God is one of our greatest resources to discover who He is. Can we um, kind of set aside those um, those uh, issues from the past to really open up Scripture to discover, rather than uh, feeling like God had been kind of dictated to us growing up, uh, maybe instead of how God was dictated to us, uh, maybe we could reopen Scripture to simply discover who He is. And Ginny, how about you? What What's behind writing the book for you? Well, you know, part, uh, partly I have had some of the questions, uh, maybe not to the degree, that Andrew's friends did, but but I have certainly wondered, who is this God, particularly the God of the Old Testament? You know, when you flip through the pages of, um, you know, the the beginning of Scripture, especially the Old Testament books, you know, uh, without carefully looking, and sometimes even with careful um, examination, it seems like God is, you know, just angry and short-tempered at times and, and very confusing. Uh, in his, you know, reactions and his behavior. And so I really wanted to dive in uh, to Scripture and see you know, who is this God? Um, you know, who who is he really? Uh, what is he like? What can we learn from him? And are there things about him that, um, that perhaps make him more like Jesus, his son, things that we, uh, th- that we can, you know, really rest in and embrace? And so when we pick up Transcending Mysteries, who is God and what does he want from us, let's talk about some of the things you want us to learn and take away from it. Well, I think, you know, the first thing that Jenny and I really want to do uh, with people who are reading it along with us is that we want it to have a conversation. We want it to be a dialogue, a conversation, not a conclusion. Ah. So we're really opening the dialogue uh, for everyone. And the way that we try to do that is not only... You know, we go to these Old Testament scripture, uh, which is such a scary place for so many of us as New Testament, um, uh, a New Testament church, as uh, Jesus' uh, disciples. We, we have this fear, kind of like Jenny was talking about, of who is God and does that make sense to us in this context? So to kind of bring that, the conversation to play, we wanted to express uh, some of our own life stories and how 
we've seen the character of God play into that, and then how that relates even back to how the character of God was playing into people's lives thousands of years ago, so that perhaps there's this link, and if there is this link, if God truly is 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 the same, you know, if, if truly the same yesterday, today, and forever, if He really is um, who uh, we're discovering Him to be, then that incites in us worship, you know, in a whole new way. Well, and let's throw in the other layer of this that people who um, are not as familiar with you may not know, but um, so Ginny Owens, you're a three-time Dove Award winner and the Gospel Music Association's 2000 New Artist of the Year recipient, and then uh, Andrew Greer, you are a Dove Award-nominated singer, songwriter, and co-creative of the innovative Hymns for Hunger tour, and I can go on about, you know, your your musical uh, accolades, so this was this a whole new thing for you to go from music into authoring a book like this? Oh, definitely an entirely new thing. Uh, writing a, a three-and-a-half-minute song is um, not really much at all like writing a, you know, 20-page chapter. Um, in fact, I, I personally think of myself as, as not necessarily um, having much to say in dialogue or, you know, just being more quiet and introverted. And I found that when I sat down to write uh, chapters, that I had almost way too much to say, and wow. um, so there, there was, there was, uh, and and that wasn't necessarily a good thing. I think I had to learn a lot about editing, and you know, with with a song, you, um, I mean, it's poetry essentially. You know, you yeah. have a, a central concept that you're trying to communicate in the song usually, and you you have you know usually a chorus melody that you're coming back to, and and a verse melody, and so in these chapters, sometimes you know we were. Uh, writing about our own stories and our own lives and the way God had been uh, part of our lives uh, and impacted us and perhaps paralleling uh, our experiences with some things that we were studying, you know, in the Old Testament. And so there were, nothing was quite as defined, you know, as as a song. You know, you kind of would get into writing and you would realize you were taking your yourself on a journey just just by the sheer process of, of you know writing through your chapter yeah so it was a very different experience for me you know I was reading one of the quotes in the press release about quote you know um, the age-old Christ, Christian question we fell in love with Jesus then we had to decide to do what, what <laughs> then we had to decide what to do with God and um, in the book I understand that um, both of you give personal insights into their own stories of struggle and surrender um, in talking also about the vital stories of scripture so let's talk about about your own personal testimonies and how it led you to writing the book well that you know ties into exactly what Jenny was saying the difference between writing a song and a book is that there's a lot more real estate to be vulnerable in a book and that's both an exciting thing um, and an interesting thing it's also a scary thing uh, what is helpful to share and what is not helpful to share uh, in trying to relate to readers in their own journeys and as we kind of have this communal experience and this, this corporate conversation. And so it, it's a scary thing, you know, to, to put down um, some of the skeletons, you know, in my closet, to put those down actually on a piece of paper and then let someone read those or interpret those without me being over their shoulder and saying, wait, here's, here's, a, you know, here's the other detail or what's your question based on that? There's, it's really giving up control. It really does take an exercise of surrender to share our stories in the most vulnerable places. But in those most vulnerable places, I think that's not only that we discover um, God, but we discover our connection with each other. Uh, and then that in and of itself, that kind of community, that kind of connection points us back to God, because that's where 
we affirm in each other, hey, we've all got the vulnerable places. We've all got the skeletons. And, uh, and then points us back to God because he's the one who makes us, even with all those skeletons, uh, says, you know, you're, you're worthwhile. You're loved. You are of value. So uh, vulnerability really, uh, for me, helps me understand my value. And hopefully, in being vulnerable in the book, that helps others be vulnerable, and then they also, in the context, uh, who God is, understand their value. Absolutely. All right, before we wrap up the interview, so music or authoring, writing, are you guys going to do more writing together or um, are you going to focus more on music or both? <laughs> it remains to be seen. I don't know. They, they, uh, they've said they might want us to write another book together. They, the powers that be. So, I mean, that could happen. I think both of us are not planning on giving up music for authoring books anytime soon. Yeah. But I'm sure there will be much, much more book authoring to come, um, yeah. either together or separately. Well, excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Andrew Greer and Ginny Owens. Again, the book is uh, Transcending Mysteries. Uh, uh, who is God and what does he want from us? I had to look away from the title because my eyes are so bad. I had to look at the bigger print on the other side. <laughs> I'm looking at your book on Amazon.com and I'm like, I can't read that tiny print. All right, so where do we go to find uh, the book? Yeah, you anywhere books are sold, but Amazon is an easy place. Of course, on Kindle there, uh, Lifeway is one of our supporters as far as carrying it physical retailers. So, uh, but anywhere, Google it and you'll find it. Excellent. Thank you so much, Andrew and Ginny. So great to have you on the good news. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you Andrew. for having us. Changing gears now, we're going to get into parenting boys. Uh, we've got Dr. Max Wachtel here. Hello. Hi, yes, Doctor. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you got and it right. You've got, you wrote the book, The One Rule for Boys, and if people are local here in Denver, I know we've got affiliates in other states, but uh, you may see Dr. Max on uh, Channel 9, and he's been working on the Aurora Theater shooting trial um, as a consultant for Channel 9, reporting for them. Uh, but that's been quite an experience for you as a professional. You're a forensic uh, psychologist by training. I am. So I, you know, I've, I've seen and read about things like this before, and I've testified in trials and and this is a completely different deal and and it has been tough so I'm happy to be able to focus on something much more yes. positive today with yeah, I'll you. I bet you are because I admire your strength to be in a courtroom where things are so dark but as a professional knowing that your expertise is valuable in that setting. Yeah, thank right, you. You're welcome. So the one rule for boys um, I like this little quote in the press release it says Parenting book puts a stop to raising violent, aggressive men. Hello, that's what we want. So how do we do it? How do we learn that in the one rule for boys? Let's talk about the book. Yeah, yeah, and and I should say too that the, you know the the Aurora shooting was was honestly one of the motivations that I had for writing really? the book. Yes, that you know between that you know and I was just so devastated when that happened, and, and the whole community was, uh, and then. Um, you know, uh, several months later, Newtown happened, and it just it, it, um, it hit me so hard. Heart-wrenching. Um, you know, I, I just burst into tears when I heard that and, and thought, what what can I do? You know, can I use my expertise somehow to put together a, a manual for parents to um, to stop this kind of thing? And, and then I had to take a step back and remember, you know, the parents are doing a good job. We aren't, as a society, raising... Uh, psychopathic boys and you know I mean this this horrible kind of stuff happens but it, it is very rare um, so you know the my, my initial idea was write a book called how not to raise a psychopath and everybody already knows that because we're all doing a pretty good job right, right. But we can also but we can also do better and that's uh, when I really kind of focused on you know what, what I 
discovered in the research is the, you know the one very clear rule, which is if we can raise our boys to be empathic, to understand what other people are going through, then the world opens up for them, and, and it's really incredible that that one thing it, it helps in so many different areas. If they if they have empathy for others, if they're kind to others, care about their feelings, that that can have a great impact on reducing uh, the number of boys raised into violent men. It, it can, and, and it's uh, it, it, that may seem like a logical leap to, uh, but it's uh, it, it actually makes a lot of sense, and it's not necessarily that uh, you know that we teach our boys just to be so sympathetic or compassionate that we're giving everybody a free pass and uh, you know letting them trample all over us that's not what empathy is empathy is actually uh, you know this this thought process that we can train ourselves and we can train our boys to to do where uh, we understand why people are feeling the way that they're feeling why they're acting that way and uh, you know in, in the process then understanding why we're thinking and feeling the way that we are and then it, it uh, helps us to understand what's going on in the world. If we understand other people's motivations, then we can react in an appropriate way. And what the research is really clear on is that uh, it lowers aggression and it raises assertiveness. So um, it, if you want to have an, an amazingly assertive boy, uh, teach him these empathy skills. And how do you teach them empathy skills? Well, uh, one good way is to read my book. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm here to talk about the book, right? Uh, it, honestly, it's uh, it it can be daunting, uh, and so I, I have a step-by-step -step process in the book for doing it. And um, and what I wanted to do is teach people how to develop those skills in themselves. You know, we're all pretty good at empathy most of the time, uh, and so I'd, I'd walk through that step-by-step -step process so that you can do it yourself, and then you can apply that to your boys. I, I mean, it works for girls too, but I, I was really wanting to focus on boys. You know, um, you said uh, one of the things I read is as, as a society, we train boys to be unemotional. And in your book, The One Rule for Boys, you know, you help us um, to teach kids to be more emotional uh, or at least to, you know, be able to speak their emotions. My son's in third grade and uh, he was really upset the other night. My husband has a tendency to be very drill sergeanty and very marine-ish sure. and just lays down the law, yells at him. And I heard him yell at him because the kids were doing homework together and my third grader yelled out an answer to my second grader's uh, addition problem. Oh, yeah. And my husband just kicked him out of the room and yelled at him. So he came straight to me and he was crying. And I said, Daddy's under a lot of pressure right now. So maybe he reacted in a way that was a little bit harsh, but he thinks you were interfering in the homework. And so I kind of got my husband to come together with him because my son was really distraught because he'd really gotten a, a yelling, you know, that was pretty, I thought, a little bit over the top. Sure. Because of it. So um, rather, I feel like if my kids are just shut in their room, um, I believe me, I believe in punishments, so I'm all for that and Absolutely. ramifications for their behavior. And, and that is important too. Absolutely. But I always want them to be able to feel, speak about their feelings. Like yesterday, my seven-year-old, the girl was so upset. She said, I feel like my head's going to pop out and my eyes are going to pop out because she was so upset. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's a pretty harsh statement for a seven-year-old to be that upset, but she's at least articulating that. And so in both cases, with both of them, I must have spent hours with them talking about it, how we can turn the day around. Around, turn a bad night into a good night, how that's a sign of a leader to take bad feelings and work them through and then turn them into good feelings. And she told her brother last night, 
I hate you because they've gotten into it over homework again. Mm-hmm. Uh, homework's a nightmare at our house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not alone there. <laughs> okay. I, I, I should have oh written a book about homework. Yes, that's the next one. <laughs> and so with that said, later on, she said to her brother, I want to talk to you. And she said, I'm sorry. I said I hated you. It was an accident. He goes, well, I agree. You're sorry, but I disagree that it was an accident. You said those things because you were angry and it's wrong. And I thought, am I? I'm trying to get them to speak more about how they feel. And maybe I'm too mushy, but I really... I I spent hours with them last night just like I watched a sermon about anger Mm -hmm. um, and tried to explain to them how it works and um, how it hurts other people. Their words can be um, like, you know, stabbing someone and, you know, they mean like, like, and I don't mean stabbing, you know what I mean? Like, but it hurts them on the inside. Absolutely. And so I don't know. I don't know if I'm too mushy, but I'm trying to get them. I feel like if I stifle their emotions and they keep it all in, it's going to somehow stifle their development. Yeah, well, what I can say is from those examples that you just told me, you're nailing it. You're, you're, so. do, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because it takes time, doctor. It does. You it, have to really spend, because I didn't, I had, was busy last night. Yeah. I had to put all my stuff aside to just deal with that. Yeah, it's it's not easy to do. And and you're right, it does take a lot of time. And sometimes you don't have that time. And and that's okay, too. There, there are going to be plenty of teaching moments that, that right. come up in the future. So you can't be too hard on yourself. But one thing that you brought up that's really interesting is a, a question or a concern that a lot of parents have, uh, uh, both moms and dads. Am I being too mushy? Am I um, uh, am I teaching my boy or my kids to be too emotional? Yeah. And are they um, just going to be little sissies or pushovers yeah, or whatever? Or whatever it is. Yeah, all the time. Yes, and yeah, yes. Yeah. And that uh, when uh, when we work on the kinds of you know sort of like emotional intelligence or emotional literacy, when we work on that with our kids, uh, they tend to be much stronger emotionally, uh, especially as, as they age. I mean, you know, every kid's going to have uh, temper tantrums and right. uh, will freak out sometimes. Right, you know, there's right. Just a, there's a significant lack of impulse control in kids that adults have, um, so that you know you have to take that one. With, uh, you know, you have to uh, take some of what I'm saying with a grain of salt there. But um, when you really focus on that stuff, it, it strengthens your kids. And it, I mean, it, it's shocking that, you know, the research shows that they do better in school. They have more friends. They have better friends. You know, they choose better friends. Uh, they bully less. They are bullied less. Uh, they uh, get into better colleges and trade schools. They uh, they do better at work. Uh, they they're seen as leaders. Uh, it's just and uh, anything you can imagine. Uh, when they're improves. able to work through their emotions, talk about their emotions, and be more emotional. Exactly. When they're able to recognize the emotions, experience them in an appropriate way, uh, understand why they're feeling that way. It's uh, that's hugely powerful. And then when they can apply that to other people, which is essentially what empathy is, understanding why yes. other people are doing what they're yes. doing then it just it, it opens up this whole new world for them. Well, I really have a heart for why you wrote the one rule for boys because the Aurora shooting and Newtown, two things that if I read too much about or hear too much about, I, it, it's so upsetting and they're so emotional. And this is, um, I can see why something like that would lead you to use your expertise to help others. So when parents read the one uh, rule for boys, uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. So I want you to talk about what you want them to take away from it and what they may learn from it that will be beneficial in raising boys and girls for that matter. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I, I did focus this on boys, but it, all of the, the research that I used you know, applies equally well to girls as it does with boys. We tend to, um, uh, our society tends to socialize girls a little bit more toward being emotional and empathic um, than boys, which is 
yeah. one of the reasons why I wanted to focus on that. You know, one of the, well, two of the big takeaways. One, uh, be reflective in your thinking. So it's think of, you know, critical thinking, think through problems, think through situations, but also reflect that, you know, the, how is it that, that I'm reacting to this? Why is it that I'm reacting this way? Uh, that uh, is very helpful in terms of, you know, just life skills and, and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, doing a good job in life and raising your kids well. And, and then if you're doing that, you teach your kids to do it as well. And that's point number two, which is model what you uh. want your kids to do. Uh, kids pick up on hypocrisy uh, in ways that we do not mm -hmm. quite understand as adults. Uh, you know, if, if you don't want your kids to smoke, you shouldn't smoke. If you don't want your kids to drink, you shouldn't drink. Uh, you know, if you want your kids to be good, solid kids, you've got to be a good, solid adult as yep. well. Yep. And uh, because kids see that and yeah. uh, you don't, even if you don't teach them anything about empathy or caring for other people, if they see you doing it, they'll pick up on it. We'll pick up on it. And I, I, I try to explain to my husband that um, a sarcasm is something that they don't understand. So when he jokes around about a bad thing, I'm like, they don't understand it. They believe you. So you have to really, you know, let them know that, no, that's not good to lie, even though daddy was joking about this situation <laughs> or whatever. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I love sarcasm. I'm, I'm, I, you know, it's it's one of my go-to things. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, and it's but it's for kids. really bad. Yeah, <laughs> the, the kids just don't get it. Well, Dr. Max Wachtel, one the one rule for boys. Do you have a website or a good place for us to go to get the book or more info? I do the one. Uh, excuse me, onerulefourboys.com. You can also get it at the Tattered Cover, which is an awesome independent bookstore. Yes, and it's it available is. at Barnes and Noble and Amazon and all those places. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming in, Dr. Max Wachtel, The One Rule for Boys. Appreciate your expertise. Right, thank we'll, you. We'll be right back with the good news. Hear about our victory in Jesus Christ. You are listening to 810 AM KLVZ. God's love lives. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a thousand dollars. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC and all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission, and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people. And two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. 
Thursday night we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning. And I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Celebrating God and His Word in America. Psalm 33, 4 and 5. The Word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all He does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of His unfailing love. That's Psalm 33, 4 and 5 from the New International Version of the Bible. Let God's Word come alive in your life today. the word and music that expresses his love for us. The new 810, Love Lives, KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. Well, the good news is there's a really great program for kids, and I think it's a lot more than acting. Um, it's called CYT, a Christian Youth Theater, and I've spoken to, oh goodness, probably Debbie, six groups of kids at least, if not more, over the last two, three years. And I'm so impressed by what you guys do in terms of, yes, they learn about the arts, they learn about, you know, that they're real shows, they've got mics and great lighting and makeup and costumes, but they also learn how to be a friend and how to really be supportive of each other. Yep. We are all about building character one stage at a time in all areas. And we have ages 8 to 18 working on it. So there's mentorship going on and friendships built and great community of kids. Well, and you know, and again, Debbie White is a senior area coordinator for CYT. You know that um, some of the kids I've been so touched by are some of the younger ones that have been bullied in school because they're into the arts and they're talented, but maybe they don't shine on the playground when they're playing soccer and, you know, football. And so somehow they can't find their niche. And one of the little boys that I'll never forget in terms of his ex expressing how he'd been unpopular and bullied and no one liked him. And then he was in CYT and he had friends. And then he started, um, he got the lead in the, like, the, the play. And he was young, you know, I would say, like, not even tween quite when he got the lead in the play. So like an elementary school play. Mm -hmm. And um, then all of a sudden he was popular because the kids are like, wow, you have a really cool talent that none of us have. So all of a sudden he'd found his niche. And I think that's just such a cool thing that a kid that felt left out and bullied all of a sudden is like, wow, I have a gift and it's really special. Yes. They find their people, which is very cool. Yeah. I loved him. I get tears in my eyes just thinking about him. You know, because I think that these kids sometimes find a camaraderie, like a fellowship. So why don't we introduce some of the kids? Look at me. What are, I'm so sappy, but this kid just touched my heart so much. So let's go around the circle. We're going to talk about Shrek. It opens tonight, Friday, correct? It opens on Friday, tonight. Yes. And then all runs through the weekend. Yes. Okay. Excellent. So we'll start with the, the, the lady first. Lady first. <laughs> I'm Lexi Vandewalker, and I play Fiona in the play, and I am 18 years old. Excellent. Um, I'm Derek Helsing, and I am 18 also, and I play Shrek. Excellent. So you guys are gonna, you're aging out. Yeah. <laughs> this will be like your last year, right? Yep. This is our last. Have you guys been doing it a long time? I've been doing it since I was eight. Um, I started in high school, freshman year. Oh, well, that's good to know. You can start young or, you know, older, you know, if you can call freshman year in high school older. All right, and our third student. I'm Addison Vandewalker, and I'm playing Donkey, and I'm 16 years old. <laughs> I love yeah. that. That's actually probably the best part. I'm laughing. What's your role? I'm a donkey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent role. All right, so Lexi, let's start with you. You started so young in the program, mm -hmm. and again, we're talking uh, about Shrek the Musical, and it'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so tonight 
tonight and then Saturday, May 2nd, and then Sunday. And we'll give you information to get tickets because these are really great shows. I've been to the show at the Lone Tree Arts Center. Um, let's talk about you, Lexi, getting involved when you were eight and now 10 years later, like what this has done for you. You know, you could tell I got all sappy talking about that kid, but I hate it when kids are picked on because they don't, they can't play football, but maybe they're a great singer and nobody knows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was probably seven, my parents uh, made me do this talent show thing and I stood up on stage and I sang my first note and I started to cry and they came up and sang it with me and then That's they, so <laughs> I know it was really embarrassing. <laughs> then they forced me to go out for this play Beauty and the Beast CYT I had no idea what it was and um, the whole time I auditioned I was looking like to the wall I didn't even look at the directors that shy I was so shy and um, CYT has just taught me to stand in front of crowds and be confident in myself and it has just it really has changed my life in terms of just wow. being out there and being able to do things that I had never done before. It's well, your awesome. parents were onto something, huh? Yes. <laughs> what happened with that um, audition when you stared at the wall? Um, I got a spoon in Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> and it, oh, you were a spoon. I was a spoon. Yeah, <laughs> and I loved it so much. And by the end of the show, I was just always singing, always dancing, oh. and see a donkey and a spoon. Right. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. All right. You were so that really that just being the spoon yes. that led to yep. you coming out of your shell Absolutely. and realizing you had a passion for mm -hmm. this. Uh, yeah. Wow. So it really has changed the course it of your has. life. Yeah. Wow. So your parents were on to something mm -hmm. and they forced you, as you put it. So yes. you weren't real thrilled. I was not happy at all. Uh. Well, it's interesting you say that because I, I, I kind of feel like, oh, well, you know, if the kid's crying or whatever, my, just a different example. My six-year-old at the time was supposed to do butterfly in swim team. And uh -huh. I, she'd never learned it. So she was sobbing and I went to the coach and I'm like, well, I don't know, you know, should we make her do it? And she's sobbing and I don't want to traumatize her. And she goes, she knows how to do it. She'll be fine. So I'm like, okay, go ahead, you know. And so she starts doing butterfly like better than any of the other kids. And I'm like, how did you know that? I watched people I learned by watching I'm like okay great and I think sometimes um, we we need to embrace our kids learning something and maybe even failing initially because they have the right to do that and if we protect them from every failure and we protect them from you know like your parents because oh she's crying let's not yeah. make her go you know I think sometimes we have to push them off the cliff mm -hmm. and know that hey we packed your parachute you're fine you know but yes. go ahead and go so what you say it's changed you as a person explain what CYT's done for you again it's Christian Youth Theater yeah um I mean, I just, I've made so many friends that I have always stayed in touch with. You know, as you go through elementary and middle school and even high school, I mean, you lose friends, you make new ones, but these friends just stay with you forever. And they, they understand a part of you that other people don't, you know, as you were talking before, the football, the soccer, it's, um, you know, you have sporty friends, but the theater friends, they just understand the passion and the fire that you get on stage. And it's something that you can't really even explain in words. It's just What awesome. about the camaraderie of your faith as well? Because oh, it is a Christian yeah, group. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we start out every practice with a prayer, end with a prayer. And it's so cool to have those incorporating factors together because, you know, my faith is so important as well as the acting and, um, you know, being surrounded with people who feel the same way and, you know, who worship a God that, you know, we just love together. It's an awesome, awesome thing. Awesome. That is an awesome thing. All right, Derek, you're 18 and uh, tell me your part again. Shrek. Okay. Well, of course, you should have known by your eyebrows. They're perfect for Shrek. Oh, They're fabulous. I, I think I still have makeup in them from rehearsals. <laughs> All right. So uh, tell me a little bit about um, about CYT. And you said you started when you were a freshman in high school, so yeah. later in years than Lexi did. I mean, I only wish I could have gotten involved in it earlier. 
um, because it really did change my life, as Lexi was saying, the friends, the, um, the connections, and it grew my, it grew my um, acting skills a lot. Um, unlike Lexi, when um, I was young, I actually liked acting, and <laughs> I started it in my own will. Oh. So, but then my dad did some research, and he said, hey, why don't you try some bigger things, try CYT, because I was only doing uh, like my middle school shows and making little videos at home and stuff. And he's How like, this cute. Will be Your dad researched it for you. Yeah, That's yeah. so sweet. Parents are the best. Yeah. They, they care <laughs> so much. I love it. All right. So then you start when you're a freshman. And um, what's interesting, you guys, I think, is, you know, when I sign my kid up for like a little basketball thing, like at the rec center, he might do one session or something, right? And then something else. It seems like the CYT kids, they go back year after year after year. Like I see a, a common theme here with the kids that come in. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you guys, like you said, you wish you would have found it earlier and you just stick with it. You just keep taking classes and keep auditioning for shows. Yeah. I mean, I would, I want to keep doing it until I max out my age. I mean, until I can't do it anymore, then move on to other stuff because this really does keep growing your skills until you get, do get older. And we perform at amazing venues. Um, we're really privileged to be able to, um, perform at the places we perform yeah at. the lone tree art center is the one that uh, yeah. is tonight tomorrow and sunday and when i went i was a little bit shocked even with the little kids you know the costumes real costumes real lighting real you know um audio system they're you know wearing lav mics and you know i was pretty impressed by that yeah and even some of the professional shows you go to like they're not performed at um very good places they're yeah. really small theaters so and you guys get a professional venue where you know bigger shows take place all right let's move down to you addison uh, who plays donkey yep. you're 16 how long have you been part of cyt since i was eight also wow yep. so and you just keep coming back year after year huh yep. i love it so what was your first role were you spoon too <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i was in robin hood and i played arthur cool. and he had and he had like nine lines and i was like well, this is pretty cool i love it <laughs> and you guys all sing yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that's not a requirement, Debbie. They don't have to be good at singing. Okay. No, they can don't. have other parts. Yes. Yes. Like the non-singing spoon or whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So talk about your passion for this. What has this done for you, Addison? Um, I, I like singing most of all over acting and I just love getting up on stage and like performing in front of everyone. And like when you come out at the end and everyone applauses for you. It feels just, good. Yeah, it feels awesome. It's so. exciting, huh? Yeah. What about the camaraderie of the kids? I heard, um, I've heard a couple of the kids talk about how, when, okay, when you come and you feel left out, right, in a lot of groups, that doesn't happen here because they have an older kid that takes a younger kid under their wing and right. might explain like, oh, this is where you change your costume or you're supposed to be here or not there. And yeah. so the little kid who's scared has an older person to help him. Older right. person is in a teenager. Right. We have like a SIB system where we have someone who has experience with doing CYT shows and then they pair up with someone who's only done like a few shows. And then they like take them under their wing and show them all the things to do around and like, yeah. Did you have someone like that when you were younger? Yeah, I did. And then how about you, um, since you started Derek later, did you, you, did, did you have that too? Um, or were you too big for that? I think I was a little too big for that. Okay. <laughs> I actually felt really awkward when I first joined, but through the shows, I started to change a lot. And people were like, wow, you have become very social. I'm like, yeah, CYT has changed me. Well, I admire that um, you did. Okay, so if these guys are starting when they're little and they get the sub program help and everything, that you started a little bit older um, than some of the other kids and that you weren't embarrassed by that to be starting out from scratch, you know, as a freshman. So that's kind of cool. But you were already kind of doing your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, you guys are going to sing for us one of the Shrek songs. Yep. And what are you going to sing for us? Who I'd Be. Who I'd Be. Okay. All right. We've got the music. Uh, Jorge, are we ready? 
All right, so the kids are going to sing for us. Here we go. This is really good news on the good news. CYT kids singing for, uh, yeah, go ahead and stand up, you guys. Uh, that, there you go. In this move your mics by the bar. There we go. Getting all situated. Are you excited in your car driving home from work? You better get ready. These kids are always a lot of fun. Shrek the musical, and this is CYT. Here we go. Looking semi-dashing, a shield within my grip Or else I'd be a viking and live a life of daring While smelling like a herring upon a viking ship I'd sail away, I'd see the world, I'd reach the farthest reaches I'd feel the wind, I'd taste the salt and sea And maybe storm some beaches That's who I'd be That's who I'd be Or I could be a poet And write a different story One that tells of glory and wipes away the lies into the skies i'd throw it the stars would do the telling the moon would help with spelling and night would dot the eyes i'd write a verse recite a joke with wit and perfect timing i'd share my heart confess the things i yearn and do it all while rhyming but we all learn but we all learn an ogre always hides an ogre's fate is known an ogre always stays in the dark and all alone so yes i'd be a hero and if my wish were granted life would be enchanted or so the stories say of course I'd be a hero, and I would scale a tower to save a hothouse flower and carry her away. But standing guard would be a beast, I'd somehow overwhelm it. I'd get the girl, I'd take her breath, and I'd remove my helmet. We'd stand and stare, we'd speak of love, we'd feel the star descending. We'd share a kiss, I'd find my destiny. I'd have a hero's ending, a perfect happy ending. That's how it would be. A big, bright, beautiful world, but not for me. Stays in the dark, you're all alone. So, yes, I'd be a hero, and if my wish were granted, you need a story, and I would scale a tower to 
I'm sorry. That just blew my mind. That is so good. I know. I can't believe. I thought there'd be like one crummy kid in there or something. There wasn't. <laughs> there was not a. You guys are so awesome. Thank like you. Like when you have kids on, sometimes the kids are really talented, and some kinds of kids are putting their heart into it. These guys are talented, and they're putting their heart into it. Good job, you guys. Thank you. That was so fun. Donkey, look at you roll. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was great, you guys. All right, we'll have a seat, and I'll talk to Debbie a little bit about. Um, I'm gonna go, so I'll bring my. I'm gonna bring my kids. Oh, super. Yeah, because my kids, they have a passion for acting but they're still a little young but Riley's nine now so I think he could get into it and Moose our producer he was a full-on what do you call what are you yeah what what do you call the theater got the theater group what do you call you guys what do you call what do we call you Moose yeah. Yeah, thespian. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was totally, that's where he found his niche in school, where he was like fun and accepted. And so I, I love what you guys are doing. Okay, so Shrek the Musical, give us the information for the website, Debbie, and where we go. And there's classes coming out, et cetera, as well. Yeah, summer classes start in June, and we have all kinds of things in the lineup for that for ages 6 to 18. Um, you can go to cytdenver.org for those. If you want tickets for Shrek, um, go to Lone Tree Art Center. And you can click on there and get some tickets, and we'd love to see you. And then what is the range for tickets? Um, it's $20, but um, I think if you go the same day, it's a little bit more. Okay, but, if you go, like, at the door. Yeah. And I just have to say to people, again, you're supporting a wonderful organization, CYT. If you'd like your kids to get involved in Christian Youth Theater, uh, just a great way to bond with other kids. And, you know, for their talents to come out like these kids, I mean, oh, my goodness, how proud their parents must be. Lexi, 18, Derek, 18, and Donkey, Addison, 16. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, okay. And so I just can't wait to go. My kids are going to love this. And again, it's a professional performance. It's not like something you'd see, you know, at a middle school or something, or even a high school for that matter. I mean, it really is a wonderful job that you guys do getting so many professionals involved. Do you guys have fun? Yes. Have totally. you been yeah. on the radio before? <laughs> no. No, it's the first time? <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. All right. Well, that's good news. Again, I highly recommend uh, seeing Shrek uh, again tonight, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they've got some matinee performances as well and then check out the uh, classes uh, check out CYT Christian Youth Theater your kids will love the classes as well you're listening to the good news we'll be right back the love of Christ lives on 810 KLVZ Hi, it's Angie. Would you like to have a bigger business or grow your nonprofit and make more money for your charity? I would love to help you. If you like the good news, if you believe in what we do, we work with our sponsors personally. And I have friendships. I know everyone that works on the good news as an advertiser myself. And so I would love to help you build your business. And I would love to have you help support the good news if you enjoy it. And I love to work with nonprofits, as you know. So please contact me if you have questions. And News at gmail.com. Again, it's News at gmail.com if you'd like to partner with the good news. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun and we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? 
It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core and they made a huge shift in their life and that's what it's all about. Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that you know I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Carrie? Right. So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business. Infinitenation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Brick and sorting the different Brick Brick stuff. Also, then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall, I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. Christ's love lives in His Word. The new 810 KLVZ. Welcome, welcome back to the good news. On Fridays, many of us are thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't plan anything for the weekend. What's going on? Uh, We've got charity events. We have free events. We have fun events. And Terry Fisher from Five Star Talent and Entertainment has the latest on what's going on. Hi, Terry. Guess what today is? What? It's May Day. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's right. Right? Spring flowers? Yes. Yes. For May showers, yeah, whatever it is. But anyway, happy May Day, everybody. Happy May Day, my friend. Well, we'll just start off, Angie, with a couple of the charities that are coming right up. One of them, of course, is tomorrow is the Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, having their first gala, but their 10 year anniversary. And as anybody knows, and Angie, you and I spoke about it. You know, mommies, daddies have lost their babies or are going to lose them, and this is their chance to have a photo, beautiful photo of that child. And I think so, that this is such an overlooked kind of area because so many people hide their pain surrounding either mm-hmm. miscarriages or stillborn babies or, like you would mentioned before, a baby that may die shortly after birth and the mom knows in advance. So to be able to have a beautiful photo of that baby before right. it passes away... Um, it's the only memory the kids, you know, the siblings want to be able to see that beautiful baby and talk about the baby as well. So they do. I've and heard some wonderful au- stories. An auction. Um, you, you can go to their website. You can go on Facebook, and they have their auction that's live. So if you want to make a donation that way, it's a great way to help support that organization. Yeah, now I lay me down to sleep. Right. And, of course, we've got the Kemp Gala coming up next week on oh, Friday okay. with um, fe- um, The Temptations featuring Dennis Edwards. And if anyone saw Motown the Musical, they know that was the Temptations group that was talked about in or 
used in the play. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's, it's coming up. It's going to be fabulous. Diamonds and Pearls is their theme. It will be an amazing night to come out and help fight abuse of um, neglected and abused children. You know, fight, let's find a cure for that and help these mommies and daddies that just don't get it. Yeah, so. and they help educate the parents to how to deal with their anger as well as helping the kids. Absolutely. Now, for some of the fun things, of course, we've got rugby going on, which is next weekend. Their games tomorrow are not happening because the other team got defeated, so they will be back on the schedule for May 9th. You've got the Colfax Marathon on May 17th if you want to be a runner with 20,000 runners coming out and be part of that. Um, let me see here. Oh, Mother's Day is next weekend for all you people out there. Don't forget to make your reservations for brunch or lunch or dinner. That's coming right up. Tomorrow, Elitches opens up. So for all you people who like to ride rides, Elitches is having their opening starting at 10. Fancy the Shrine Circus is going on today, tomorrow, and Sunday up at the First Bank Event Center. You can go online and find out tickets because they all vary depending on where you sit, I'm sure. Um, another little funny thing is fun, let's see, Furry Scurry. Oh, I love that thing. Furry Scurry is going on. It's a day where you can enjoy at Wash Park tomorrow. It's a uh, two-mile walk with animals, refreshments, contests, demonstrations, um, related sponsors. Um, it's a fleeless market. You can get tickets online. Um, benefits goes towards the Homeless Pets of the Dump Friends League. So that's happening tomorrow. And another fun thing happening tomorrow is kids in Locomotion's Family Fiesta. Oh. There's a mouthful. This is going on up in Boulder um, from 4 to 7 at the Shine Restaurant and Gathering Place. So another little fun thing that's happening. And let's see, Denver Art Museum has a free day tomorrow starting right. at 10. Oh, I love those free days. And Sunday you can go out to Wings Over the Rockies where they're doing a Star Wars um, event, Star Wars at the Hangar. All right. And so that's another fun thing going on from 9 till 3. Love so there's it. some fun things that are all happening all around our city. Excellent. How fun is that, Well, right? I know you're doing all kinds of things for, like, the Cherry Creek Arts Festival, and you've got weddings, and you need entertainers, and you also book, you know, uh, do events for people. So how do people reach you, whether they want to be an entertainer or hire you to get the right entertainment? Absolutely. Tons of summer events coming up, so you can go find me on Facebook at 5 Star Talent Entertainment, my web com. You can call me, 303-635-1210, or you can just reach out to me to Angie, who is also a speaker um, and an MC that I love booking when I have the opportunity and the privilege. Yes. Thank you so much, Terry Fisher. Appreciate you. You bet. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. And you can always reach me, Angie Austin uh, News at gmail.com, and we'd love to have you as a partner. I, uh, I, I help businesses and uh, nonprofits grow their businesses, so we'd love to have you as an advertiser or sponsor. If you want to support the good news, I'd love to support you as well. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.